Aloha. This is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Tall Trees. Not to be taken lightly, I'd like to start this session by us beginning with the visualization exercise. As long as you're not driving or doing something where your attention is needed for that moment, for this moment, So if it's safe to do so, please close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and hold it for a moment. And when the time's right, exhale. That's it. Now let's take another deep, relaxing breath in. And when the time's right, Exhale. Now you can relax your breathing with your eyes still closed. Try to imagine you're in a valley. You're in a valley looking at a mountain ahead of you. Only a few miles away. You can see it. You can see a mountain ahead of you. Imagine you start seeing very tall trees at the top of this mountain, not too far away. Not too far away. You can see these tall trees at the top of this mountain. You're in a valley. Though there may be foliage around, look and try to focus on these trees, these tall trees. Even from where you are, you can see them off in the distance on the top of this mountain. Do you see them? Do you see the trees? Do you see the tall trees at the top of the mountain? Okay, you can open your eyes and relax for a moment. This is what I have to say to you today. I believe this word is for you listening in today. This word is to be sifted through the word of God. We'll be looking in in Daniel chapter 4, which I'll read on shortly herein. I believe God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to you through this visionary uh, exercise. If you need to repeat the first part, just rewind this. Start it over and try again. If we were to go back through this and and we just take a deep breath, we're closing our eyes, go back through this experience. We see these tall trees. Can you imagine we've traveled all the way up to the top of this mountain? We look up at these massive trees. Can you imagine? We see these massive trees at the top of this mountain. Whatever it took to get here, we're here. Remember, the distance is small from where we were seeing before, but did you see them? Remember, the trees are way bigger in person now than what we saw down there. They're even bigger than we thought down there. That in itself is a message. We should know clearly now that God works in mysterious ways. It's in His Word, it says it. It also says that 
that God can do exceedingly and abundantly beyond our wildest dreams, all of our hopes, anything we can even vision, visualize. <laughs> wow. God can do above and beyond that. So this exercise is, is this is paramount to these next few steps. Because God chose this time, God chose this place, I believe, to give you this word, to open your eyes so that you can see. <laughs> but you have to follow the instructions. How can we expect to get anything what we're asking for if we can't follow the instructions? Knock, ask, seek, and you will find. You don't have the faith to ask, then how can you expect anything? If you have, don't, don't have the faith to look for it, to go, to, to imagine, look off in the distance. What are the desires of your heart? What do you really want? And it's not that God is this big genie, but he is a loving father. And his word says so. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will answer your prayers. There could be things that are holding us up. Yes, we've heard those messages before. Could be the way that we're treating each other. Because he clearly he said to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul. With everything you got and to love one another are we doing those those are the two most important the new law do we have the life in us take eat this is my body which has been broken for you yeah. do this is a commandment in remembrance of me. Take drink, this is my blood. Are we doing the instructions? It's important. All of it is. Are we really loving each other? Are we really seeking his face and not his hand? This isn't a handout. This is you stepping into the best season of your life. We hear it through these messages. So you say, why didn't I get there? Did you follow the instructions? And then this word would come to you. The Lord rebukes Jeremiah for his impatience. Many, maybe many of us are impatient, waiting for our prayers to be answered. And, and, he, and the Lord tells us, do not worry your prayers, present them before God. Who of you by worrying could add a single day to your life? Don't worry about it. But the Lord rebukes Jeremiah for his impatience, saying, If you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? If you fall down in a land of peace where you feel secure, then how will you do among the lions in the flooded thicket beside the Jordan? Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 5. If you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with the horses? If you fall down in a land of peace where you feel secure, 
then how will you do among the lions in the flooded thicket beside the Jordan? How are you going to handle this business? Many people have to go to college half of their life just to get to where you're going. Many people have to chop down all these trees and, and mill them and, and they have to worry about the birds. How do they relocate them? How do they, the animals that may be, and maybe there's squirrels, maybe there's bees in there and we have to, we have to relocate all these things. They're very important. We cannot overlook them. Many of us have to, some of us can't even get out of the valley. We have to cross the ocean. We have to cross the streams, the, the, the marshlands. We have to, we have to battle in the valley. Then we have to climb. And some of us tire. We have to camp and then climb again. But yet it was just right there. We could see it. And I believe this word is that, that we have to stop struggling. We have to change the way that we're thinking. What did you visualize? What did you imagine? What would it be like coming up to these massive trees? We get to the top. What do you see? Is there fruit on the trees? These trees go all the way up to the heavens, it seems like. They are massive. There are trees. What do you see? What is big to you? What does the abundance of God look like? Do you really believe that God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could imagine our hopes and dreams? Because the God you see is the God you get. God can do anything and everything. He's not a genie. He's our God. He's our father. He can do above that stuff. We don't need to rub a bottle. We need to follow his instructions. You would follow the, if you knew that there was a genie in a bottle, you would follow the instructions with your three wishes. Why can't we follow the instructions with our holy and our awesome God, our holy father, the unapproachable light? So if you have raced with men on foot and you have tired out, if you're all tired and you've just got here, how are you going to do the work of milling these trees, this business? It, how are you going to do this ministry if you've, you've struggled in your secular job and it was tough? Now you're going to be on point every single moment. It would seem like it's going to be tough. New levels, new devils. Life is not easy. Many people have had to work their whole life to get to where God is taking you. And if you fall down in the land of peace, where you feel secure, if everything seems easy now, then think of how you're going to do among the lions flooded along in the thicket beside the Jordan. That's not still waters. There's work that needs to be done. This will not be easy. The travel to get here isn't easy, although we can see it along the distance, off in the distance, very short distance. It's not that far, but is it too far? What's in the way? What did you visualize? What did you imagine? It's so important. It could show yourself and what you are putting as limitations before our God. The only limitations are is when we don't follow the instructions. How are we treating each other? What are we doing? It's 
very important. We could stop there with this open rebuke from our Father, a rebuke of instruction. God always gives clear instructions. Go back to the simple visualization exercise and do it if you didn't do it. You very well should. Now, if you've done that exercise and you can visualize those trees, that you're in the valley, you can see it off in the distance, the trees on the mountaintop. You imagine just just walking right up there. How do you see that? Does that look difficult? You get to the top. Massive trees. Can you imagine? In uh, Daniel chapter 4, we must remember that in Daniel chapter 3, that uh, God rescues Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. Not even the smell of smoke was on their head. King Nebuchadnezzar is in all of this rescue from our holy and awesome God. King Nebuchadnezzar, he acknowledges God. King, King Nebuchadnezzar, the king to all peoples, he declares, nations and speakers of every language that live on, in all the earth. May your peace be abound. It has seemed good to me, declare the signs and the wonders which the most high God has done for me. How great are his signs. How great are his mighty and his wonders. His kingdom is everlasting kingdom. And his dominion is, is from generation to generation. There was a vision of a great tree. I, King Nebuchadnezzar, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was, was at rest in my house and prospering. I was prospering in my palace. I saw a dream and it, and it made me afraid. And the fantasies and the thoughts and the visions that appeared in my mind as I laid on my bed, it kept alarming me. So I gave orders to bring before me all the wise men of Babylon so that they might make me make known before to me the interpretation of the dream. When the magicians and the enchanters, the Magi and the Chaldeans, who were the master astrologers and the diviners, and they came in, and I told them the dream, but they could not interpret the dream and make it, make its, uh, make it known to me that its meaning. But at last, but at last, Daniel came before me, whose name was Belteshazzar. After the name of my God, whom is a spirit of holy gods. And I told the dream to him, saying, Beltashazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you and no mystery baffles or troubles you. Tell me the visions of my dream, which I have seen among the, uh, along with its interpretation, the visions that passed through my mind as I lay on my bed. And they were these, as I tell you. I was looking and behold, there was a tree in the middle of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew large and became strong and its height reached the heaven. Its height reached to the heaven and it was visible to the end of the earth. 
Its leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant. And in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found a shade under it. And the birds of the sky nested in its branches. And all the living creatures fed themselves from it. And behold, I saw the visions of my mind. I saw the visions of my mind as I lay on my bed, an angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. He shouted aloud and said this, Cut down the trees. Cut down the tree. Cut down the tree off its branches. Shake off the leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the living creatures, you know, run from underneath it. Let them run under it. And the birds fly from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump. Leave the stump with the roots in the ground, bound for the bound it, bound it with a band of iron and bronze. And it, it bound it with the with a band of iron and bronze in the new in, in bronze in the new grass of the field. And let him be wet with dew of heaven. And let him feed with the animals in the grass of the earth. Let his mind and nature be changed from a man's and let an animal's mind and nature be given to him and let the seven periods of time pass over him. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers and the decision is a command of the holy ones so that the living may know without any doubt that the most high God rules over the kingdom of mankind and bestows it on whomever he desires. Amen. And this sentence is a decree by the angelic watchers and the, and the decision is a command of the Holy One so that the living may know without any doubt that the Most High God rules over the kingdom of mankind and he bestows it to whomever he desires and sets over it the, the humblest and the lowest of men. This is the dream which I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, explain its meaning. Explain its meaning since none of the wise men of my kingdom are able, are able to reveal its interpretation to me. But you are able. For a spirit of the holy gods is in you. You know, Daniel interprets the vision. Then, then it's saying here in verse 19, then Daniel chose. I'm sorry, then Daniel, whose Babylonian name was Belshazzar. Well, he was appalled and speechless for a while because he was deeply concerned about the destiny of the king and his thoughts alarmed him. The king said, Belteshazzar, do not let the, the dream or its interpretation frighten you. Belteshazzar had answered him, my lord, my Lord, may the dream be meant for those who hate you and, and its message for your enemies. The tree that you saw, which became a great and, and, and grew strong, whose, whose height reached the heaven and which was visible to all the earth, whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, 
and on which you know and on which on which was food for all and under which uh, the beast of the field lived in whose branches the birds of the sky nested it's you it's you o king it's you o king who have become great and grown strong you've grown strong and your greatness has increased and it reaches to the heaven and your dominion reaches to the ends of the earth and that the king saw an angelic watcher a holy one descended from the heaven saying cut the tree down and destroy it but leave the stump with its roots on the earth but with a band of iron and bronze around it the new grass and put it in the new grass of the field and let him be wet with the dew from heaven and let him be fed let him feed with the beast of the field until the seven periods of time pass over him and in verse 24 this is the interpretation o king it is the decree of the most high god which has come upon my lord the king in verse 25 that you shall be driven from mankind and your dwelling place shall be with the beast of the field and that you will be given the grass to eat like cattle and to be wet with the dew of heaven and seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know without a doubt that the most high God the most high God rules over your kingdom of mankind and he be so and he bestows it he bestows it to whomever he desires and in that he was commanded to to leave the stump with its roots of the tree still in the earth your kingdom shall be restored you know to you after you recognize after you recognize and fully understand that heaven rules therefore o king let my advice to you be considered and found let it be considered and found acceptable break away break away from your sins and exhibit exhibit your repentance by doing what is right doing what is right and from your wickedness by showing mercy to the poor so that if you repent so that if you repent there may possibly be a continuance a continuance of your prosperity and your tranquility and a healing of your error. And in verse 28, 28, we find the vision being fulfilled. All this had happened to King to Nebuchadnezzar the king. Twelve months later, he was walking on the upper level of the royal palace of Babylon. The king said thoughtfully, This is the great Babylon, which I myself have built as a royal residence in the seat of the government by the, by the might of my power. And for the honor and glory of my majesty while the words were still in the king's mouth a voice came as if falling from heaven saying O King Nebuchadnezzar to you it is declared the kingdom has been been removed from you and you will be driven away from mankind your dwelling place will be with the animals of the field you will be given grass to eat like cattle and seven periods of time will pass over you until you until you without a doubt until you without a doubt know 
that the Most High God rules over the kingdom of mankind, and He bestows it on whomever He desires. Immediately the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled, and he was driven away. He was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle, and his body was wet with dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagles, until his hair had grown like eagle feathers, and his nails were like bird claws. But at the end of the days, that is, you know, at the seven periods of time, I, King Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my understanding and reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High God, and I praised and honored and glorified Him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are regarded as nothing. But he. But he does according to his will. In the host of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one. No one. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Now at the same time, you know, my reason had returned to me and the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and my splendor were returned to me and my counselors and my nobles began seeking me out. So I was reestablished in my kingdom and still more greatness than before. And still, even more greatness than before was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the King of Heaven for all of His works. For all of His works are true and faithful and His ways are just. He is able to to humiliate and humble those who walk in self-centered, self-righteous pride. There's so much going on there. I urge you to go back and read, uh, you know, read Daniel 3 and Daniel 4. But in this message, I believe that God has to you to see, do you see what happened there? Do do you see that? I mean, we read that and maybe it was a little bit uh, much, you know, I mean, I may not be the best uh, reader there, but, you know, God's word will speak to us. You know, you don't have to, you know. You know, you don't have to be the best in the world. It, you know, it's it's the misfits. It's the, it's it's us out here, us people who are we are imperfect beings. And and when we get all puffed up, this is what happens. You get shown who you really are, or who God really sees you to be. So instead of faking it until we make it, again, did you follow the instructions? Did you follow the instructions in the beginning? Did you take the breaths? Did you close your eyes? Did you follow the instructions? If you didn't, I say try again. Try again and let God speak to you. God will bless who he will bless. And he will curse who he will curse. His word says it. Now, the, now in, in the light of this, this is Old Testament thinking as far as God will bless who he will bless and he will curse who he will curse. But the thing is, is when you reject God, 
you reject his word. You say, no, that's not for me. You reject God. You walk away from that. And you carry a curse. Did you follow the instructions? I hope you did. What are the trees? What are the trees to you? What did God just tell you? What is the travel? What does that look like? What did you imagine? That's your story. You gotta figure that out. You need God's help with that. Was it problematic? Did it look problematic? You need to change the way that you're thinking so that you can truly, this is so true. We hear these things, but we don't follow through with them. Okay, we see the vision, but are you starting the travel? Seek and you will find. If your eyes have been open for you to see and you see, did you visualize? Did you see? If you want to see it, then you have to visualize it. You have to follow the instructions. I, I mean, it wasn't perfect reading, but did you follow the instructions? We stay looking at each other, you know, and then we got these planks in our eye and we're trying to figure out all this stuff and we're walking around with all this garbage. And if we could just push a lot of this stuff to the side and we could just take the time to follow the instructions. When the time is right, when you have the moment, make that safe moment. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. A, re- a deep relaxing breath don't be stressed out don't rush it it's not about rushing beware of quick fixes and then exhale there's many exercises that we can use we could just close our eyes and we could just say to ourselves these words here h-e-r-e here here we can say that as we as we inhale and as we exhale we can say now in o w now be here now right now be present in your life visualize open your mind relax for a moment take the time to follow the instructions and follow through and get ready Because like his word said, if you struggled running with men, then how are you going to compete with the horses? It's going to be work. Whoever said it was going to be easy was lying. But God is a true God. God is a just God. God is a loving God. He is our father. He is our father. If you fall down in a land of peace where you feel secure, if everything feels safe and you're falling down, if you're falling apart where you are now, maybe, maybe it isn't a land of peace, but maybe, maybe you are in a peaceful place and you're just falling apart there where you feel secure. How are you going to do among the lions in the flooded, you know, in a flooded land with the thicket beside the Jordan, there's, there's rushing waters beside you. There's dangers. 
Some of you are are stepping into ministry and and it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be as easy as you think. It's going to be quite difficult, you see. Yes, yes, it's so true. We we could be so redundant saying that new levels, new devils. It's going to be serious. We should get serious. That's why we must pay attention to the instructions. We must sift this through the word of God. Sift sift that vision through the word of God. You know, do that vision. Do it do it more professionally than than was stated for you. Just do that vision. Follow the instructions. Write it down and then do it. Take the time, put it aside and then do it. Do your own study on that. Read Daniel chapter 4 in the limelight of understanding that he, God just rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego by not bowing down to a golden image. You must, that, that forefront of that story, the word of God out and, and, and being presented before our life. Are we standing in front of the word of God or is the word of God standing behind us? Doesn't mean that either one of them are wrong. The fact is, is, is the word there. So it's whatever we're doing or whatever we're not doing. Is the word of God supporting, if you're out in the front, is the word of God behind you supporting you? Are you actively living in the word of God? Are you, are you reading? Are you immersing your life into the word of God by, you know, we're, we're, we're in it. It's not just, we're just skimming across it. We're just, yeah, I read the Bible and, you know, I've heard people say before, yeah, I read the Bible last week. I read the whole thing. It's okay. Wow. That's, that's awesome. But the word of God says to study the word of God. A workman needeth not be ashamed, correctly dividing the word of, sh- the word of truth. Study to show, th- show thyself approved. Yeah. Study to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed, correctly dividing the word of truth. That's what just happened right there, you see. Jeremiah 12, 5. It doesn't mean adding all of the stuff to it like, you know, whatever we would say. Well, Jeremiah, he rode a bike to the store and then he got a couple popsicles and then he got a 7-Up and then he went and then he's, you know, he's a, and then Nebuchadnezzar came by and they all played Jack and Poe and then it figured out they would just have some rice or Simon and then they went somewhere else and then there was like this flood and Noah's around. They all partied and it was great. Now, see, that's not what it's all about. We can't just mix up the word of God like that. What is the whole story? Correctly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. Dividing the word of truth. We talked about Daniel chapter 4, but in the limelight of that, we must we must remind ourselves and be reminded that Daniel chapter 3 is there. And then there's a Daniel chapter 5, yeah. So what happened afterwards? And with that comes the rest of our journey. What's next? What's next? It's time to travel. You have a short distance to go. It depends though on how you saw it. What did you see? How far is a few miles? How, is, how far is just a little, little bit before you? It depends on how we think. Yeah, if we change the way that we think, it'll change the way that we feel. And ultimately, yes, so true, it will change the world around us. Are we thinking small? 
Are we thinking big? And however we would see that, does the problem look big? Does the journey look too long? Do we feel slothfulness, kind of lazy? Is it just too much for us? Maybe Can we drive there? I don't believe we said anything about cars. But what did you see in your vision? If you see yourself in an SUV with the windows down looking around, well, maybe your journey will be a lot faster than many of us. What about when you get to the mountain? Maybe you see yourself getting out. There's a dirt bike in the back. I don't know. I say, what did you see? Try not to complicate it too much because that's where we go wrong. You know, it seems it all, it seems right that we would have an SUV and a dirt bike. I mean, that's how, you know, that's a good way to go up there. But it often bleeds to death. One foot in front of the other. That's how we do faith steps. I believe some of us are trying to get in SUVs and dirt bikes and trying to ride into the next season, trying to ride into our destiny with a shortcut when God has already paved the way. You have to take the steps. That This is for you because other people are going to have to get the degree. They had to get the degree. Maybe you already have the degree, but maybe there's even more that has to happen for you to get to where you need to go. But God has opened the door, do you see? That's what these trees are all about. What do you do with that? The blessing itself could be the trees. Just seeing the trees could be the blessing. It's your trees. It's your soil. That's your ground. It's given to you. Are you ready to prosper? Are you ready to step into it? Are you really ready? Because we've heard message after message. We've been told prophetic after prophetic messages, utterances and whispers and all these songs and things that have spoken to us. We've got the chicken skin. We've got on point. We've read the word. It's spoken to us. We've been spoken to. But now what? Now what? Are you ready to travel? Are you ready for the work, the payload? The ministry is going to be tough. That this, this ministry that you're stepping in is going to be tough. This business is going to be tough. This marriage is going to be tough. What is it that you've asked for? Because it's here. You are standing before the trees. If you could just get there, you have to take the faith steps to go to those trees, to, to propose or, or, you know, to, 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 to write out that business plan. And for some of us, maybe we just need to get on our knees and ask. Have the faith to ask and the courage to ask. It's our Father. It's our God. It's not the banker. You're not asking for a loan. Whatever it is that you need, don't put limitations on it. Say, no, you can't ask for that. Wait a minute. I've heard people say, church people say, you can't ask for money, a car. You can't ask for material stuff. You can't. God will just give you his spiritual gifts and that's all. That God will give you anything and everything that you ask for by the desires of your heart, according to his perfect will of him loving you. And are you following the instructions? 
Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with everything you got. And we can hear it time and time again, but it doesn't sink in. When we pray, are we praying like we were instructed to pray? Our Father who art in heaven. And and the thing about that is you don't have to say it word for word, but are you approaching him as our Father? Because how are you expecting anything to happen if you don't approach him as our Father? He is not the guy at Circle K. He is not the guy at Publix at Winn-Dixie. He is not the guy at Safeway. He is not the lady at Safeway. It is not not like that. It's not the person at Costco or whatever your places are. You're not asking, hey, can, can can I get a price check or whatever? It's not that. I need this loan for this car. You're not talking to the car salesman. You're talking to a holy and an awesome God. You're not talking to your parents saying, well, you know, can I? And then you're waiting for a yes or no. You're approaching our real father who is deeply concerned about us. Now, I understand our parents. We have wonderful parents or, or maybe we don't have so much wonderful parents. We can always count that we have a holy and an awesome God who sent his only begotten son to defeat death by death by dying on the cross for our sins because you matter. And before he ever, before he, before he ever formed you in the wound, he knew you. Before you ever even formed in the wound, he knew you and consecrated you to himself. You have a purpose and a plan for your life that God has and he wants to flourish in your life. He wants to encourage you and instruct you with clear instructions to build the ark, to visualize the valley, the mountain, and the trees in each stage. And when you get there, visualize seeing the massive trees in front of you. What you thought was small from down in the valley is actually magnanimous. God is on the move. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence. Father God, broken vessels, wounded by the lack of faith, wounded by decisions that we've made, decisions that other people have made. We've been wounded by the naysayers that have just chopped us up with their hateful speech and their little laffy taffy things, Father God. We pray that you come, your Holy Spirit is the comforter and the teacher, Father God. Point us in the right direction. Speak to our heart. Illuminate these visions for us to see, Father God, clearly. What is it? Give us clear instructions, Father God. Let this be the clear instructions. If there's any theological error in this message, Father God, we pray that you make it straight. We ask that you decapitate all demonic forces that may be hindering us from stepping in our purpose with the fiery sword of the gospel. And we cast them under our feet and we stomp them into the depths of hell in the name of Jesus. Wherever you see fit, Father God, in whatever segments and, and sectors of heaven it may be, Father God, we pray that you, you, your hand alone, by your power alone, Father God, rip the, the evil latching cohorts from our back, Father God, and throw them to where you would have them to be. Cast them wherever you would cast them, Father God. Absolve and acquit us from any charge that could be held against us in the courts of heaven by Satan or any of those evil latching cohorts. Set us free. Let Jesus' blood speak on our behalf. 
Let us come into your holy communion, Father God. Let us take the bread, Father God, as a commandment. Let us know clearly that this is a, a, a serious matter, Father God. Speak to our hearts about these things. How to love you. Give us instructions. How to seek you. How to break the bread. How to take the cup, Father God, and drink of your blood, Father God, which has been shed for us. To do this in remembrance of you. Help us to not take these things lightly, to get immersed in your word. Give us a hunger for your word, Father God. Give us a thirsty, thirsty belly, Father God, for your word. Let our very being be at thirst for your word. Let our ears be thirsty for your word. Let our eyes be thirsty for your word. Let our hearts be thirsty for your word. Speak to us, Father God. We pray for the gifts of prophecy, the gifts of healing, Father God. The gifts of tongues, Father God. All the gifts, we pray that you unlock it. Open our eyes that we may see those things. The gift of faith, Father God. Increase our faith. Give us long faith. Give us a discernment, Father God. Open doors that need to be open and shut those that need to be shut. Help us to be good judges, to have good judgment, to make good decisions 100% of the time. Don't let us straddle the fence, Father God. Deliver us from ourselves. Bless our enemies. Those that need provision, Father God, provide. Those that need healing, heal, Father God. Those that need a touch, touch. Those that need a breakthrough, breakthrough, Father God. Pull the walls of Jericho down. Free those that, have, that are captive. Bring salvation to the world, Father God. Use us as your holy vessels, Father God, that you call us to be holy because of your loving graciousness. Give us everything that you have in store for us. Don't leave anything out according to what's right, according to your grace and your perfectness, Father God your compassion let your love flow freely to us let joy love and happiness be at our feet may it submit to us let's not submit to it let us bring that to the world in your word lord in your word lord come holy spirit come saturate us saturate us with your teachings with your comfortness those that need comfort those that are mourning come holy spirit come come in jesus name jesus name anything that was left out father god we pray that the holy spirit would intercede for us forgive us if we've offended you in any way lord by anything we've said done or not done instruct us lord in nomine Padre, Filii, Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, to ages of ages. May you walk. <laughs> May you walk into this dark world, carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. It's just off in the distance. Did you see it? Walk on.